0: Good morning everyone, welcome to Trinity. It's the uh, 17th Sunday after Pentecost. And uh, a little song by our good friend from uh, Summerland BC, Linnea Good. And uh, you have a little chorus to sing up on the wall there. So um, when it shows up, do that. Ten folks worked in the heat of the day Ten more started at three. Ten children joined and collected their pay Last in line and first to see That that's just the way it should be That's just the way it should be God said the people are free like me So that's just the way it should be be great in the world of the strong who will be servant of all servant of the people and servant of dreams breaking down the prison walls and that's just the way it should be that's just the way it should be god said the people are free like me so that's just the way it should be Once was a judge who by day and by night Heard a knocking at the door Loud was the voice of the widow who cried Give me justice for the poor And that's just the way it should be That's just the way it should be God said the people are free like me So that's just the way it should be Blessed are the poor who remember their pain Blessed are the builders of peace Blessed is your daring to speak out of turn Praying for the world's release Cause that's just the way it should be
1: okay to clap jim ron and carl and uh, sheila thank you and the and the choir is with us this morning uh, singing for us this morning we appreciate that very much uh thank you for being here this morning thank you for making that decision to come out uh and i'd like to invite all those people who are online to wave at us this morning okay you know you wave at us this morning wherever you are Um, so thank you for being here the order of service is printed before you in the bulletin everything will be projected for you as well and uh, we're going to be sitting at the feet of Jesus again this morning with a very challenging kind of parable that we'll be looking at as uh, co- that comes to us on the 17th Sunday after Pentecost. If it's comfortable, I'd invite you to stand. Gathered in God's house, we worship in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Our gathering, Him, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. with our responsive reading for this morning. We are not alone. We live in God's world. We believe in God.
2: Who has created and is creating.
1: Who has come in Jesus, the Word, made flesh. To reconcile and make new. Who works in us and others by the Spirit. We trust in God. We are called to be the church. To celebrate God's presence. To live with respect of creation. To love and serve others. To seek justice, to resist evil. To proclaim Jesus crucified and risen. Our judge and our hope. In life, in death, and in life beyond death. God is with us. We are not alone. Everyone welcome, everyone, welcome. everyone equal. We continue with our hymn of praise, Open the Door. Gracious God, we have come to this place of grace. The doors are open. The table welcomes all. The people of God joyfully or reluctantly gather. We are simple humans seeking a word of promise, of hope, a new beginning, a fresh start. Open our hearts now to your word that your Holy Spirit might free us and inspire us to live as Jesus taught us. We pray in the strong name of Jesus, amen. amen. Please be seated.
3: The first lesson is from the 55th chapter of Isaiah. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake their way and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them return to the Lord, that he may have mercy on them, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my lays, says the Lord. The word of the Lord.
1: Thank you, the choir. Thank you for your ministry. Ancient stories, allowing ancient stories to come to life, allowing ancient stories to speak God's Word from long ago to us today, that's our task on a Sunday morning. Last week, we considered a man who had his multi-billion-dollar debt canceled by the king unfortunately he refused to offer a similar consideration to a man who owed him 20 bucks and in the end everyone was sad and life was less than god desired it's time once again to sit at the feet of jesus believing that god has a word for us now i was asked this week if god cares about justice and my response was yes Yes, God cares a great deal about justice. What does the Lord require of me? Read the back of my T-shirt, right? To do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with God. The Bible is clear that God cares a great deal about justice. At the same time, the Bible cautions us over and over and over again not to judge others. We are to leave the judging to God. Does God care about justice? Yes, but God has a different standard for judging than we do. And you heard it as Diane read that first lesson even from the Old Testament. My thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. God's standard of judging might seem unjust to us or unfair to us, but then again, God is not nearly as self-righteous as we are. God is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. That's God. Can we say the same? Religious people tend to be self-righteous and judgmental. They sometimes think they have earned God's favor. They think that their practice of religion sets them apart from the riffraff. If God is really just, then the sinners will ultimately get what they have coming to them, and God will bless us for our faithful service. Now, in the biblical story, no one, no one ticked Jesus off more than self-righteous religious people. As we enter the 20th chapter of the Gospel of Matthew following up from last week, it was pretty much over for Jesus. The religious people had had about enough of Jesus's mercy. They were tired of his amazing grace. They were plotting against him. Holy Week and the cross were just around the corner. The religious people understood themselves to be God's chosen people. They were righteous and upright, they took their religious practice very seriously. And as they saw it, God had chosen them to keep the traditions of the faith, to keep the Jewish faith pure and free from common, everyday sinners. And as a reward, they were to be first in the kingdom of heaven. Jesus was a thorn in their side, and he had to be stopped. His constant emphasis on mercy and grace were disgusting. So they sought to kill him. That's right. For the love of God, they sought to kill the rabbi from the Galilee, the rabbi who was preaching a message that lifted up sinners and threatened the status quo. Now, as an introduction to this morning's parable, Jesus spoke these words, many who are first will be last, and the last will be first. Well, what does that mean? Come on, Jesus. Don't speak in riddles. The first to be last, the last to be first. What does that mean? And with that, then, Jesus launched into this parable, a parable of the workers in the vineyard, allowing ancient stories to come to life. That's the task. Opening our hearts to hear God's Word. That's why we're here. And so Jesus told the parable. There was a man who owned a vineyard, His name was Robert Mondavi. And the fall had been beautiful, and the grapes were in perfect condition, just waiting to be harvested. Now Robert had been watching the grapes, and he had also been monitoring the weather report. After all, his entire livelihood was dependent upon this harvest. Well, the grapes looked good, but the weather was about to change. You can only hold off the changing of the seasons for so long. The app on his iPhone predicted two days of Indian summer, followed by a week of Seattle rain. There was no time to waste. So early in the morning, Robert went to the hall to hire day laborers. The workers who were there at the crack of dawn were the most conscientious, motivated, and able-bodied workers in town. They were professionals, and they agreed to work for the standard union wage, 20 bucks an hour, $240 for a 12-hour day. The deal was made, and Robert loaded them into the company vans. They sped off through the darkness toward the vineyard. When they arrived, it was damp, and it was cold. The sun was just rising, marking the dawn of a new day. The back-breaking work began in earnest at 6 a.m. These guys were good, and Robert was impressed. But the harvest was exceeding expectations, and soon it became clear to Robert that he did not have enough workers to complete the job. It was now 9 a.m. Robert took the vans back, into town to hire more workers. Come on, he said, work for me. Pick grapes, and I promise you that I will treat you fairly. As the vans unloaded, the morning dew was gone, and the heat of the sun was beginning to beat down. The work continued through the morning. And just then an accountant from the office came out to find Robert. He said, Boss, yes, the weather forecast has been updated. The cool front the rain it's moving faster than we expected this will be the last day to bring in this valuable crop robert took the vans and sped off to town it was now high noon and the word was out all of the vineyards were scrambling for workers there were no workers at the day center but robert would not he could not give up he drove through the town and he found some boys playing football he said come work for me boys i promise you that I will pay you fairly. The boys dropped the ball, loaded into the vans. They dashed back to the vineyards. Time was wasting. It was dusty now and 95 degrees. But Robert knew that the weather was about to change. The tension mounted. The pressure was too much. Robert did not want to lose even a single grape. And so at 3 o'clock, he went out to secure more workers. Now, by this time, he had to take chances. He hired a bunch of uh, street bums. He woke them up on their park benches. He found them sleeping on cardboard in entryways. If they would work just a few hours, Robert promised to pay them fairly. What the heck, they thought. They could work for an hour or two, and perhaps they'd have enough money for a six-pack of beer to keep them warm that night. One more time, Robert went out. He went out to the town square at five o'clock. Robert saw a group of young people playing video games on their iPhones, watching TikTok reels. Their hands were smooth. They'd never worked a day in their lives. He got their attention. He implored them to come and to work in the vineyard, and he promised to pay them fairly. As they arrived, the professionals in the fields could not believe their eyes. They laughed at Robert's folly. They made fun of the latecomers. How much help could this sorry lot really be? After all, it was now just one hour before sunset. All through the day, as each group arrived, they inquired among the other workers, asking them, Hey, what's Robert paying us? Do you know? And they learned from the conscientious union workers that they had agreed to work for 20 bucks an hour. But then they were cautioned, that those inexperienced slackers should not get their hopes up. If he pays you five bucks an hour, you should thank your lucky stars. That's what they told them. Well, the whistle finally blew at 6 p.m. It was quitting time, and the crop was in. The day was saved, and Robert looked like a man who just had the weight of the world lifted off his shoulders. The happy vineyard owner called his foreman over and said to him, you know what? I have a wonderful idea. I've got a crazy idea. I'm going to fill the pay envelopes myself. Let's begin with those who started working last. Line them up, please. And what happened next was a study in human nature. When the first girl, who was busy taking a selfie with her friends, opened up her pay envelope, she was sure that there had been some kind of a mistake, but she was not going to stick around to find out. She has kept right on moving as fast as she could. Her heart was leaping over her, her good fortune. But soon her friends caught up to her, texting and laughing. They realized that Robert had indeed treated them very fairly. So now they returned. They returned to poke fun at the professionals. You laughed at us when we arrived at 5 o'clock. Well, you jerks worked all day long for $240 and we got paid that much for a single hour. Take that. But as the workers stood in line waiting to be paid, they began to do new math in their heads. Wait a minute! If Robert's paying $240 an hour, then we're going to be rich. $2,880 for a day's work? Hot dog! They could afford a vacation. They could buy their children new mountain bikes. But Robert, like God, is only a little crazy, not stupid. For as they opened their pay envelopes, each and every one received exactly $240. No more for those who had worked all day, no less for those who didn't. Well, by now, almost everyone was outraged. The sweatiest, the dustiest, those exhausted and dehydrated from 12 hours of grueling labor in the sun hobbled forward to argue against such an injustice. Hey, Bobby, you think this is funny, do you? Do we look amused to you? We worked all day and you make These punks who worked only one hour equal to us? If you think that's fair, Bobby, then you better think again. We deserve more and we demand more. Hmm. Interesting thought. Robert replied, Hatare, which in Greek is translated friend, but it's a distinctly unfriendly word. So let's try it again. Robert said, Listen, pal. Don't give me any of your garbage. You agreed to work for $240 and I gave you $240. So take it and get out of here before I call the police. If I want to give some pothead and baggy pants the same as you, so what? I'm supposed to be a stinker because you get your nose out of joint? If I remember correctly, it's my money. Now if you're saying it's not fair, it's not fair, here's a quarter, go ahead, call someone who cares. All I'm doing is having fun, being generous, enjoying life. I decided to put the last first and the first last. What concern is that to you? You see, when I'm happy, everybody's happy, no matter what they did or did not do. I'm not, liking you to, I'm not asking you to like me, pal. I'm telling you to enjoy me. If you want to pout, That's your business. If you want to mope about, fine. But since the only thing that'll get you is a lousy disposition, why don't you just shut up, go in the tasting room, have yourself a free glass of Chardonnay on the house. The choice is yours, friend. Drink up or get out. Compliments of the house or you can go to hell. Take your pick. Hmm. For that's the way it is. In the kingdom of heaven, the first will be last, and the last will be first, Jesus said. Okay, now, you like that one? (laughs) Honestly, do you like that one? It's quite a parable, is it not? Perhaps, uh, you know, it might offend you just a little bit. Do you like the parable, or does it seem like maybe it's not really, it's not fair play? It's not fair treatment. The question, does God care about justice? Yes, God cares about justice. What does the law require of you? Do justice, love kindness, walk humbly with God. In your life, that's what you should do. Seek justice. Be an advocate for justice. Act justly in your dealings with your neighbors and your enemies. Do justice. Yes, God cares about justice. But we always have to remember that on our own, without grace, on our own merit, None of us could stand before God. On our own, without God's amazing grace, none of us would be saved, for all have sinned, the Bible tells us, and fall short of the glory of God. So there's no place for self-righteousness. The religious people have no basis for bragging. The religious people stand before God no better or worse than those who never set foot in a church, no better or worse than those who arrived in the vineyard at 5 o'clock in the afternoon. I think this parable has offended people for 2,000 years, and if it offends us, then perhaps we should look in a mirror, and then we should fall on our knees, overcome with joy, giving thanks to God for the amazing grace that has come so freely to us. Amen? Like it or not, I'd invite you to stand, and we'll sing Amazing Grace. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you. our hearts to God now in prayer. Uh, There'll be sung petitions and sung prayer responses, Hear My Cry, O God. And then Diane will bring the last petition to us each time we come back to this sung response, Hear My Cry.
3: Invite and welcome all. Lead us to be grateful for the blessing of community. Challenge your church to choose equity and compassion over judgment, extending your grace to all we meet. Creating God, who sends the wind, the rain, and the sun, help us remember that even the humblest parts of creation are precious to you. Show us how best to care for the earth and its creatures and heal this planet. God, give leaders and public servants the courage and wisdom to serve their communities in times of uncertainty, stress, or exhaustion. Help them govern justly so the first might be last, and the last first. We give thanks for all your servants who have finished their run on this earth, remembering especially this week Don Scriven and Pastor Dennis Hansen. Welcome them home after lives well lived. Keep us in your heart, O God, as we sing.
1: Peace of the Lord be with you. And also with you. Share a sign of peace and greeting with one another. Uh, thank you for sharing that greeting of peace. <clears throat> After the uh, service is over, I would encourage you to come on over in the gym for a time of coffee and cookies and fellowship together. Give you a chance for a while to talk to each other about that parable. Um, <laughs> Do join us for the coffee hour, and also read your bulletin every week. There's a lot going on here at the church all the time now, so read that bulletin every week, ask questions, get involved. Uh, We, as you heard in the prayers, and as you probably know, we have two uh, funerals coming up next weekend. Uh, We had uh, lost two of our dear members. Don Scriven uh, died. Uh, There's Don, and that pretty much sums it up for Don right there. Uh, Happy fisherman, happy man, uh, really. Uh, So prayers for Lynn and her family. His service will be next Saturday at 1 p.m. right here at the church, reception to follow. And then uh, Pastor Dennis died on Tuesday. So uh, Pastor Dennis uh, last Tuesday died at home uh, surrounded by his uh, family. And his service is going to be next Sunday, next Sunday afternoon at uh, 2 p.m. right here at the church. Now what we do, this is a, a part of being human as we know. Uh, You know, when I'm with people, families, um, talking about funerals, I tell them, you know, I've been on both sides of this desk. I've been where you're at, planning loved ones' funerals of my own, and I've been on the other side of the desk as well. This is a part of what it means to be human together, and these services are really important. And uh, a lot of what we do, too, is about hospitality and taking care of the family. So we have two sign-ups out there. Uh, two funerals in one weekend, big funerals, will be a challenge for us a little bit in some ways, not as far as the service, but more in the reception. So if you could help bake or you could help serve, there's sign-ups out there, that'd be really helpful to us as well. Also out on the table, there is uh, uh, the card ministry as always. This week is Jim and Gert Tashi's 73rd wedding anniversary. Anybody here have a 73 beat? No, okay. <laughs> 73rd wedding anniversary. They were married on the island uh, at... Uh, Langley United Methodist Church. Uh, and over their lifetime, they've done many great things, including becoming Lutherans. Um, <laughs> but uh, we want to we want to reach out to them. Gert doesn't get out very often. Jim is a caregiver for her, and a card would mean a lot to them this week. So we'd encourage you uh, to do that as well. Uh, speaking of celebrations, Eddie Hewittson's uh, birthday today. Eddie, you're not old, you're not old enough that we can sing to you on Sunday morning, but we do wish you a very happy birthday, Eddie. Happy birthday to you. Deacon Amy.
4: So our Sunday forum gathers at nine thirty in the Fireside Room. So after this service, you'll have time to grab a cup of coffee and a snack and head down the hall to the Fireside Room. Um, There is a flyer, a little brochure on the table in the narthex that talks all about all of the um, upcoming sessions. And this morning, uh, we're watching a little video called Godspeed. Uh, This is Pastor Matt Kamlis's journey in Scotland, learning how to slow down and uh, move at the pace of Jesus. So really interesting little video and conversation this morning down the hall in the Fireside Room. And then tomorrow morning, I lead the Hearts Together Women's Bible Study. So we meet at 10 o'clock in the Fireside Room. If you'd like to join us, just park in the back. The back doors are open on Monday. Um, 10 o'clock, we're learning about women of the Bible, all of the words that they've said and what they mean. So we're starting tomorrow's conversation at the very beginning with Eve. And then on Wednesday is our Wednesday Bible study. Um, Arnie Bergstrom leads that down in the fireside room again at 10 o'clock, uh, continuing the study of the Book of John. So lots of opportunities to plug in and learn and um, meet with other people of the congregation. And then also this morning, our confirmation middle school students are meeting from 12 to 2, and then on Wednesdays our high school students meet at 7 p.m. So lots of great things going on. And come see me if you have any questions. Thanks. Right.
1: Thank you, Deacon Amy. I don't know if we have any Cougar fans here, any Cougar fans, a few. Any Husky fans here? We've got a few Husky fans. Oregon Ducks? You yeah, know, there's <laughs> one duck in the back. Uh, all undefeated, I think. So this is all lead into next Sunday is School Spirit Sunday. So we want to see those, like Mark is a week ahead of time with his uh, UW uh, shirt, but we want to see those sweatshirts, those $40,000 PLU sweatshirts that you purchase for your children. Uh, wear all those sweatshirts next week, and we're just going to have a, a fun time with it as everyone shows a little school spirit. You see other things are coming up. Chocolate Sunday, too. That should be fun. Okay. Um, I think that might be all for me. Anything, Carl? No? Over here? Where? Yep, please. Christy. As we transition towards the end of the service, I would invite you to stand if it's comfortable, and we will pray together as Jesus taught us, uh, singing together the Lord's Prayer. as you leave this place of worship go out those doors and find your place of service and as you go may god bless you and keep you may god's face shine on you and be gracious to you may god look upon you with favor and give you peace in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen are sending him lord of all hopefulness